Welcome to Sports Desk Mondays. I'm Jerry joined by Jason Evans, Liam Cole, and we've also got Matilda McDermott. So we'll introduce her later on. But wow, new recruits. recruits. Yeah, Jerry. Well, wow. It's trade period for footy and trade period for the Sports Desk. We've got some other journalists lined up for the next Who's few weeks. Who's getting delisted? That's what uh, I want well, to know. Oh, Sammy and Jack. <laughs> <laughs> are getting well, Sammy's no, that's not how top. this works. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, Sam and Hennett joins us via satellite. Um, how are you going, mate? Good, good. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed their lovely weekend. Uh, one of the best weekends of year. Grand final day and the weather turned it on as well. It was so good. Um, so even if your teams aren't in it, and um, it, it's still such a good weekend for Melbourne and it just shows we've missed it. Melbourne was on fire in, on the weekend. It was fantastic. Uh, we'll be breaking down the AFL Grand Final in depth. We've got an in-depth breakdown for you lined up and we're going to get to know Matilda, our new recruit later, but we'll go straight into the news headlines and uh, we should also just point out, even though we are Melburnians and we were on fire on the weekend, up in Sydney, Brisbane Broncos, Penrith Panthers, one of the great NRL Grand Finals of all time taking place, goodness me. Wow, how did that go down? Yeah, so I obviously, um, our tutor's a massive Panthers fan and I tuned in Cleary was on fire, so he inspired the Panthers to us 26-24 NRL, their third ever grand final win, I think first one since the early 2000s, so it's just incredible for all the people living in Sydney to defeat the Broncos, who are such a powerhouse, power, like powerhouse team, powerhouse rugby in Queensland and Sydney, and yeah, it was inspirational. They were down 8-24 to at one stage early in that second half. And Cleary was involved in three tries. He scored one himself, assisted two, and converted that final um, try into a penalty field goal. So congrats to the Panthers and um, commiserations to the Broncos. Liam? Yeah, so at the start, Brisbane were pretty nervous, conceding five errors in the first 15 minutes to the Panthers' none. And then after halftime, it was 8-6 and three minutes, uh, three tries were scored in the first 15 minutes by Ezra Marm. And Reese Walsh, 21-year-old superstar from the Broncos, he was fantastic. But all of a sudden, Ivan Cleary, the captain, stepped up and wasn't he fantastic? It's... It's been a weekend of historic grand finals. That's really what the has. NRL are going to remember. And uh, we had a debate earlier before we went on air between it was myself, Jerry and Liam. Where did the 2023 AFL grand final rank? And we had quite a bit of a debate about that. That is to come later on. Yep. What else has been hitting news? Um, well, I was just going to say on that, the, the yes. grand final, um, it is a bit sad for Brisbane <laughs> fans overall. It's not been the great weekend for them. Hey, Daniel Rich won the like longest they kick. They have something. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But it's probably not the pick of the <laughs> Brisbane fans. So, wow, the grand final stuff. What do we think of the grand final entertainment before we um, move on? Actually, because I was like pretty much in, inside or outside, um, I enjoyed the Kiss performance. I thought it was very lively, got everyone yelling. I thought the game started, but it didn't start. It was just Kiss um, obviously killing it in front of 100,000 at the G. And then Hunters and Collectors, Mike uh, Seymour. And the undertow, yes. Yeah, yeah, people have said it was a bit, um, yeah, it wasn't the best performance compared to 10 years ago when 
hunters and collectors. Well, that was the proper hunters and collectors lineup. You do need to consider that yeah. Mark Seaman and the Undertow is a bit more of an acoustic stripped back version, and it's just more of a solo project with a backing band. It's not the proper hunters and collectors, but it was more acoustic, more stripped back. That's you, what they intend to be. Is that why people nice did not enjoy it? I didn't mind it. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it myself, Sam. Uh, you were about to say something. Which has been your favourite? Uh, pre-game entertainment. Pre-game. Uh, well, I think the I think Sam would be with me in that Lionel Richie, Robbie Williams, and uh, the Killers. The no, Killers are mine. probably yeah. they're probably your standard bearers <laughs> for <laughs> grand final entertainment. Oh, but Kiss was... was up there. Meatloaf. Come on, Jerry. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> come amazing, on, yeah. Sam. Come on, educate and, uh, Jerry here. Meatloaf, mate. Come I was on. Joking <laughs> yes. Anyway, <laughs> oh. I was going to say too. I was a bit disappointed from Channel Seven. Cut away from the most famous thing, mm. probably Kiss, Kiss at do. the end of their concerts. What did they do? Smash the guitar. Yeah. Oh, Smashing yeah. guitars. We you, missed it. You did get to see it. They instead did the aerial shot of the MCG as he went and did it. And he swung that thing, hyping <laughs> it up, and the yeah. viewers at home never got to see it. But, hey, listen, you know, that's, that's sometimes you'll make the odd mistake from occasion. But I, I'd argue Kiss is up there. This is what rock and roll can do to a can do to a major event, Jerry and Liam. Yeah, um, and just moving on quickly with news again, we're moving from league to union. Uh, Wallabies just edged Portugal, or not just edged, they beat them by 20 points, 34 to 14, in the Rugby World Cup to keep their quarterfinals hopes alive. Um, and also Dame Lillard to Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Giannis, Lillard together. I think they're going to possibly win the championship for 2024. No chickens there. I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about with well, NBA. Yeah, exactly. Uh, why not? Oh, what do you oh, mean, why not? Why not? You don't even follow It's it. very hard to win back-to-back. I know... Milwaukee the... didn't win last year. It was um, Denver. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Oh. That's a revenge chicken oh, yeah. from Jerry there, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Sammy, any more news for yourself? Uh, well, the um, Wallabies are hanging on by a thread. We thought they were done. Um, but with a win against Portugal... 34 to 14, uh, it keeps them alive. Uh, they just need, um, I think it's Portugal to do them a huge favour by beating Fiji next week, uh, and that could secure, secure a spot in the quarterfinals. So that's very surprising. Yeah, well, you heard it first from Sammy Boy, heard it first from the sports desk. Um, this is a wonderful Monday. We're playing Wonderwall by Oasis. Oh, no. <laughs> so that was Wonderwall by Oasis. What an absolute banger to start your Monday evening. Start the um, evening. Oh. Straight to Liam. We've got breaking news. What's on the news? Yes, so reported by the ages Michael Gleeson that North Melbourne ruckman Todd Goldstein is set to sign with Essendon. So oh. there's been a bit of talk about Collingwood being interested, mm. but it is... He's set to join his old coach, Brad Scott, Sam. Yeah, Jerry, how does that make you feel just off the bat? Oh, he should have stayed a one-club player. I know he did, could not get another contract with North, but should have just hung the boots. You're playing, you're playing an extra two seasons. It's just, it hurts, man. Goldie was a heart and soul of our footy club, and it hurts to see him in red and black, which I hate so he'll, much. He'll go down as one of the yeah. all-time greats at North Melbourne. You know, change be be damned, but uh, I think that's a more of a mentoring role for the young ruck uh, for the young rucks at Essendon. Uh, interesting, considering uh, Collingwood was on the radar and they have just won a flag. Why wouldn't he want to sign with them? But we'll, I guess, we'll see his justification do, in the very near future. Sam, do you think it could be one of those um, deals where, um, look, we'll say you can sign for two years, blah blah. blah. We'll give you a bit of money for that, and then and then you can come on as a ruck coach. 
and then something like that. If he's got such a good relationship um, with Brad Scott, it'd be uh, maybe that's probably towards it. But I'm not sure. Do, do you think he'd be a good coach? No, well, we'll, yeah. we'll find out, Jerry. Well, Goldie's incredible with like his ruck expertise. So yeah, he would be an amazing coach. Yeah, well, there you go. Todd Goldstein to Essendon. What a what a wonderful turn of events for the club. Uh, I'm just happy to see a bit of mentoring going in the mm. in the ruck. I think the the investment will pay off uh, down the line. Less so from uh, his post playing career if they do decide to take what I think Sam is theorising, and that is a a ruck coaching position. But uh, there you have it. There. Uh, any any interest from our new recruit here on, on the Todd Goldstein situation? <laughs> um, not really. Haven't got much. So yeah. Well, it's a, it's just a still developing story, so I guess we'll be wrapping our heads around it as we continue on. Okay, it's time to break down the AFLW, hey? Yes, it is. Uh, let's go. <laughs> ah, well, that's uh, that's how you do it, you Sam. It. Yes. Uh, well, week five of ten uh, finished in the massive grand final weekend including some that share got to play on the same day as uh, the grand final, which I think it's a pretty good idea. Um, and Collingwood Essendon played down the road at AIA on grand final morning before the big dance. So I think that's pretty special for them. Uh, so it started off on the weekend. It was Melbourne over the Geelong Cats, 74-25. to 25. Um, After a few high-scoring rounds from Geelong, that uh, seems a big surprise for me. And Melbourne... Seem to be, um, well, top of the ladder at the moment. They are looking the best. Uh, Fremantle defeated Richmond by seven points. Uh, Carlton and Sydney played. Uh, it was Carlton 44 to Sydney 39. Uh, St Kilda 54 over the Western Bulldogs 36. West Coast 39 over Port Adelaide 33. As I mentioned a second ago, with Collingwood and Essendon, it was Collingwood 44. Um, over the Bombers, 24. Big day for the Pies uh, on Saturday. North Melbourne, 32 over the Giants, who only scored two behinds. Brisbane defeated Hawthorne at 59-32. to 32, um, And the last game of the round was a massive walloping by the Crows over the Suns, 47-15. to 15. What are some of these standouts for you guys this weekend? Well, I mean, the Ds really showed why they're the team to beat and why they're the reigning premiers. So Kate Hall forward from Melbourne kicked four goals and 20 disposals, and that's that's a pretty good game, isn't it? And the Saints, they win three in a row. Jessie Wartlaw, great pickup from the Brisbane line. She got three goals and is a nightmare for opponents. She's 185 centimetres, so oh. she is very tall. Taller than me. And even Georgia, and yeah, Georgia Patricios, 24 disposals, and she's back to her best form. West Coburg represent Georgia. Really? Yeah, West Coburg alumni, and that was, that was the club I played for as a teenager. So, yeah, <laughs> so it's good to see that. Yeah, right, that's incredible. And just adding on my Rue girls, um, killed it again, kept uh, Giants, you know, goalless. So good 30-point win. Jazz Garner having an incredible season. Um, 25 touches a goal. Uh, Sherlock kicked a goal. Bella Eddie, one of my favourites, kicked a goal as well. Um, it's just, yeah, they're putting a good performance every single week. And Arden Street is pretty much one of our fortresses there. We've only lost once or twice there out of – we've played about a dozen games there now. So it's incredible to see North, you know, playing so well in the women's compared to our men's who are still, you know, got so much growing to do. So. Yep. 
Um, and the ladder from the end of five rounds will go through. GWS on the bottom. Western Bulldogs above them. Uh, West Coast, Hawthorne, Port, Adelaide, uh, Sydney, St Kilda, Collingwood, Fremantle, Essendon, the top eight, Carlton, Richmond, Geelong, Gold Coast, Brisbane, North, Adelaide and Melbourne. Uh, so it's interesting to see as well, former premiership winners um, in the AFLW, Melbourne, Adelaide and Brisbane as well, hanging around as kind of the, um, would you say, uh, the big... Maybe the big four, because uh, although the, we say that uh, in AFL men's about club and supporter basis size, but I feel like these are the dominant clubs um, via premiership wins in the last couple of years as the AFLW's expanded. Oh, that's a fair point. I think there's a big four that, you know, give it a few years when all those players possibly retire, then the big four may change. But at the moment for the next few seasons, I without a doubt think it'll be a big four type scenario. Any final comments there, Sam? Uh, time for, well, I was going to say it's time for NBL, which sneaked up on us and started on grand final week. It certainly did. Uh, and it's going to be very exciting because considering the NBA season is coming back, we're going to be doubling up our coverage of the basketball, which is going to be very exciting. Hey, Jerry? Yeah, it is. Um, obviously, I remember last week when we did our live grand final show, a few little kids who supported the South East um, Melbourne Phoenix. So that was really good to see. And yeah, NBA is obviously starting soon as well. So lots of basketball to cover in the next few weeks, um, which I'll be there <laughs> headlining that. Really looking forward to that and all the local stuff as well in Melbourne. So yeah. <laughs> exciting over at courtside. Yeah, yeah we missed that. Uh, well, I'll go through the round of results so far. So um, on Thursday night, it was Melbourne United getting the first win of the season over their rival South East Melbourne Phoenix, 82-67. to The Brisbane Bullets defeated the Adelaide 36ers, 86-71. to uh, The Wildcats defeated the Tasmanian Jack Junkers, 101-95. Uh, to uh, the New Zealand Breakers defeated the Taipans. Oh, now, forgive me, I've, I've forgotten. Are they the Cairns Ca- Taipans? Yep, correct. Yep. Okay, 98 to 87. Uh, the Illawalla Hawks went down to the Sydney Kings, 96 to 81. Um, and then yesterday, the Adelaide 36, uh, 36ers um, went down to Melbourne United, 82 to 74. And South East Melbourne Phoenix defeated the Wildcats 110 to 99. And there were a few NBA legends around. They, I know they had Scotty Pippen um, in Melbourne this weekend to launch some of the games. Um, a few went to the AFL Grand Final as well. Yeah, it was very cool seeing Scotty because obviously he's a six-time NBA champion and I even saw the great Boomer Mojave take a selfie of Scotty and I'm pretty jealous actually. <laughs> it's, it's watching the last dance a few years ago. Um, brings more atmosphere to NBL games because everyone wants to see a Bulls legend, um, obviously second to Michael Jordan. Um, yeah, it was incredible seeing him down under. NBA is going in the middle of a preseason right now. What have you been into your main takeaways apart from the big Milwaukee trade, uh, Jerry, if we were to switch gears here? Back to NBA? Yeah. Yeah, well, there's a few key trades. Obviously, Dame Lillard's probably the biggest one over the past few days, but... 
heard rumours that Harden may not want to stay at Philadelphia, which is a team I go for, so that's not great for our team. Um, obviously, Aiton, DeAndre Aiton, who played for Phoenix Suns, was involved in a trade to the Blazers as well, so they've got some talent, but losing talent as well. Um, obviously, LeBron's playing in his, I think, 20th NBA season, incredible, so we want to see him keep going. Los Angeles, uh, you know, is pretty tough to beat every year, so it, I don't know who's going to win. I said Milwaukee early, but things can change, like Liam Chicken me for, anyway. Certainly can. Yeah. We, the season isn't too far away, and corresponding to that will be the NHL, and that starts off October 11. I'll be previewing that next week, Sam. Yep, that's going to be exciting. And then in the next couple of weeks as well, the A-League is not too far away. We can't wait to get back into that. Uh, and then we can delve more, of course, into our Premier League and Champions League in the round ball game. It's just that we've been going through such a busy and crazy and exciting AFL final series, so it's been very distracting, but um, good distraction. This is the chance to just be pure sports fans again. We're not going to be too... We're going to be a bit less barracky, I think, going forward in the next few months, or at least... Or at least it's well, not going to be to yes the same no. extent as uh, as we were during the yes, final true. series. But uh, it'll be good fun. We can uh, At least I get the opportunity to uh, view some sports as just a pure fan, which will be great. What are you looking forward to, Liam, by any chance? Is there any major things going forward? On like Thursday, yeah. there is the ODI Cricket World Cup. So right. looking forward to analysing the games and how the Aussies go well. Their first game is against India on Sunday night. And the first game is New Zealand and England. So the basically the grand final rematch. What about and yourself, Matilda? What are you looking forward to? Um, I guess the AFLW, sort of seeing how that will progress forward and all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm very excited to be barracking for Richmond again, especially after they were <laughs> dropped out of the top eight. So And lost Dimmer as well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> and he's gone to Gold Coast. It's just... Mm. So it'll be good to see, I guess, and barracking for Richmond again over the next couple of weeks. Do you think it's back to the draft for Richmond or are you going to chicken that call for next season? Like... <laughs> Do you think that's a controversial call worth squeezing a chicken um, back to the draft for Richmond? I don't know. I think we've got some pretty strong players for next year. Um, I think a lot of, you know, with the retirement of Jack Rewell and Koch. Mm. Oh, gosh, I miss them so much. But um, we've got some pretty strong players on our side. So I think, you know, having the younger boys be able to step up and, you know, have their chance. So, yeah, it'll be good. It's <laughs> a nice segue. Incredible premiership players were on the retiree list as we were talking about throughout the year. Shannon Hearn, Jack Rewald, Trent Cotchen, Buddy Franklin. Buddy Franklin. Tom Hickey, what a man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, jo- well, journeyman players were retiring too. Some of the greats, but we got new premiers crowned and we're going to be dissecting that right after this next song, Jerry. Yeah, so we might keep it 90s themed. Um, this is Under the Bridge by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, Chili Peppers. Ooh. Yes, one of my favourites. So that was uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers Under the Bridge. You're listening to the Sports Desk on 90.7 on Sin. Throw it back to our EP, Sammy. Take us away. Well, the moment we've been waiting for, the AFL Grand Final Breakdown. Um, We were spoiled for choice this final series. It really was an exciting football year overall. Um, I mean, maybe not for everyone, but maybe as a neutral, I think... um, without having a team locked in. 
Well, that's the thing. We, uh, we alluded to it earlier in the we alluded to earlier in the show, Sam, uh, that we uh, Liam, Jerry, and I were debating, or actually, it was a question uh, bestowed upon one of my friends of mine that where do we rank that grand final in terms of quality of game? And I think we all agreed that it rivaled, say, the twenty ten draw or even the twenty eighteen thriller between Collingwood and West Coast. Your thoughts, Sam? Yeah, I'd say that too. Um, that was the first thing I thought of was going back to uh, uh, 20, 2018. Um, it's, it's what we want. We want close grand finals like that, um, and we will get into it. But before we do, uh, I think some of us on the sports desk owe Jason an apology because, as we know, the chicken gets used throughout the show um, at maybe outrageous or contentious predictions or... Um, and we were very <laughs> opposed to the fact that Jason was probably right from that early on in the season, but it's proven so, um, and he's a little montage of some of the funny moments throughout the season. I would probably go as far as to say, and the hot take chicken is in the studio to combat me here, Collingwood's victory over Geelong, that result has made me theorise Collingwood are the team to beat now across the entire competition. It's round one. Nick Dacos, the greatest player to ever grace a football field in the last 40 years, of course. Uh, and that's a bit over the top. <laughs> Collingwood are winning. Let's move on. By the end of the year, Sam, mm-hmm. Nick Dacos, he will have an Anzac medal, a Bob Rose medal, a Brownlow medal. I'm going to go as far as to say I think at this point their premier's in waiting. A Norm Smith medal, a Premiership medal, okay. an All-Australian selection, media debate to whether he should have been All-Australian captain. They're the team to beat. It doesn't matter if, you, if you're four points up or four goals up. They will find a way and they will keep on coming. Regularly. to beat. Yep, yep, we know. They've established that they can trounce teams too. A stand named after him at Olympic Park. Hoddle Street, <laughs> renamed to Dacos Street. Okay. The Tote, right. renamed to Dacos Hotel. Horses running at you. <laughs> miles an hour. Yeah. Exactly, the hyenas yeah. and lion <laughs> The key to the city. And they are the best team in the competition. His highlights beamed into outer space so alien life can get their first impression of what life okay? on Earth is like. Well, have you heard the media coverage of this bloke? Is he good? Are you okay? Are you okay, Jason? For an Essendon supporter, you do love Collingwood. It's strange, it is. And do you know what Josh is going to get, James? A premiership medal because Collingwood are premiers in waiting. Well, there you go. I think you gentlemen have something to say to me. We're sorry, Jason. Sorry, Jason. I'm not sorry. I haven't. I I agreed with you. I think. <laughs> Good on you, Liam. Yeah, we, we, well, we were the two on the live show that picked the pies. Uh, it was a four-point win, Sam. Yep. Four points. You can't much get closer than that. 12-18-90. The Collingwood Magpies defeated the Brisbane Lions 13-8-86 in the 2023 AFL Grand Final. They're premiers. I do feel a bit sick inside. But uh, yeah, so my worst I, nightmare is alive. You, yeah, round twelve, <laughs> premiers in waiting, but and it actually happened. And now I fear, now I realise what's happening. And oh god, the record has been equaled. Jeepers! Yes, that is the most terrifying thing of all. They have sixteen premierships now, with Carlton and Essendon. So I, I think that makes things rivalries were already tense, but I think that makes it astronomical now. Yeah, and uh, oh, do I want to go as far and go hot take again and say either Carlton or Collingwood will get 17 in the next five years? I don't think I want to go and say that. Please chicken me now. Jesus. 
To be honest, no, I, honestly, that's, now, I'm not going to chicken that. Can I just say, the season's over now. Like, Collingwood, your premiers, congratulations, but we need to move on to 2024, the trade yeah. period. I, I just, I, this is angering me too much. My face is probably, I'm burning right now, so... <laughs> Back to you, Sam. <laughs> we have we have to let them celebrate. <laughs> as painful as it is, no, it's true. It's best team all year, lunch. Sam. Yeah, it's exactly it's correct. They were the best team all year, and they won. Although, in saying that, we will get to the stats. <sighs> Controversially, yes, I do feel it must be brought up, and it pains me because you don't want games to finish that way at all. Uh, but I do think. That non-advantage call uh, that was an advantage did help Collingwood string out the last couple of... Because it was a minute or something, a minute 20 to go. You never... I mean, I'm not saying it could have happened, but they have a chance at goal there and oh, that's enough, Chase. you never know the result. So it's just you don't want finals in that way because it's so yep. looked upon. But, like, in my opinion, I still think Lockie Neal, even though he had possession, like, a lot of the Collingwood supporters were coming back. So, like, you can chicken me all you want, but when Sidebottom kicked that sealer from 55, they were 10 points up. Brisbane were always chasing with five minutes to go. So, like, I, I know things could have changed, but Barry gave away that 15-metre penalty that kind of it goes both ways. So, I'm it, defending Collingwood here. But it anyway. was a huge blunder from yeah. the umpire. They, yeah. He just panicked. There was no advantage whatsoever. Yeah. And they had about 75 seconds left, which is quite a bit. I don't think the Brisbane Lions noticed that it was a free kick being paid. I no, don't think they would have heard the whistle at all. So, well, so is, on that which note... Which is why the umpire should have stopped the play. Well, that would make it even more controversial, Sam. It's like you've stopped the play and now a game's going to be decided no, on but the rule book. They've thrown... Do you, do you have anything to add, yeah. Matilda? Like, what were your thoughts on that final few minutes? Um, I don't know. I just speechless. Yeah, I'm speechless. <laughs> but I just remember and I, and I worked. I worked that day, and I finished maybe with like a minute and a half to go, and everyone was like, "It's so close! It's so close!" And I'm like, "Oh God, Collingwood are gonna win it, aren't they?" And when they did, I was severely disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, I think we all are. But Sammy, <laughs> what about the statistical implications or uh, celebrations? Well, I will get to it in a second. I just want to say that's that wasn't the only point in the game. Like, I'm not I'm not throwing it all on that. It was uh, huge, though. Equally, Brisbane probably had a uh, disappointing third <gasps> quarter, um, and with the amount of misses the Magpies had early on, they probably could have capitalised that on a little more. And as, as you said, they were chasing the game a lot. Um, but uh, as a grand final spectacle, we'll forget about that in two weeks because they're premiers now and that's what it is. Um, and I don't see Brisbane or Collingwood going back down the ladder anytime soon yet, so never know. We could see this again. We certainly can. And, uh, Jerry, what were your big takeaways? Um, well, just quickly with Sammy, you said it didn't matter too much, but you were very angry and animated um, in our group chat. So. <laughs> well, no, of course, in the heat of the moment. Uh, if, if that was Carlton, oh no, that would, would be cataclysmic. Yeah, <laughs> would have been. Um, anyway. No, but I, th- I think in the point that that could have been the same way that we react about the arc. If the arc had have contributed to a decision late in the game, that would have been terrible. 
You just don't want the umpires' impact. You want the team to lose on their own hands. That's all I'm saying. Here. I still think Brisbane lost on their own hand, even though they yeah, they were same, same. Well, no, no. I'm, yeah, they did. Well, then you're contradicting but yourself. I'm saying, <laughs> chances. Yeah, yeah, no, but <laughs> both both There's teams were option. fantastic. Yeah. Brisbane was fantastic. It could have gone yes. both ways. Let's break down some yes, extra stats that go down in this game. Nick Dacos with 29, Crisp with 25, Pendlebury 24, Tom Mitchell 24, 13 tackles late as well, if you don't mind. Tom and Mitchell. Jeremy Howe, 24 disposals with nine marks. He was rock solid in defence, Jerry. For Brisbane, the main disposal getters were Kidian Common with 26 disposals, eight marks and 761 metres gained. He passes wow. like a dark player throws bullseyes. He's insane at halfback. Knocky Neal with 21. Hume Cluggage 21. Dunkley with 21. Six marks, four tackles. I would argue if Brisbane won, he would have been a very strong contender for Norm Smith, Jerry and Liam. Yeah, he would have won with Norm Smith if Brisbane won the game. Either that or if maybe Coleman had have gotten that goal that ended up uh, going wide. That yeah. could have been a very strong contender for Norm Smith. But Bobby Hill ended up being the one who got it in the end with four goals, two, as well as punches. that a iconic... Uh, Mark, that will outlive the the man who took it and the man he used as a step ladder Stasevich. because he took it in a gra- because he took it in one of the great grand final marks, Liam. Yeah, Stasovic probably had a bit of a dirty day. So did Hipwood. I mean, Joe Danaher was fantastic. Three goals, one sixteen yep. disposals, and then you have Hipwood zero goals, ten disposals. He, I think he needed a bit more help. If he kicked Joe goal, Danaher, he won the game. but you have to credit Collingwood's list management. So Bobby Hill came from the Giants. Norm Smith medalist. Tom Mitchell, he was huge in ground ball. And even Billy Frampton, I know he only got two disposals, but he did play his role on Harris Andrews. Harris Andrews barely had any intercept marks at three-quarter time, so the job was done well. Yeah, awesome. And just quickly to add on that, I think Dacos did have 29, but the main man, the two main men actually, actually, um, Sidebottom and Pendles, both... Played 300 games plus for the club. Pendles had 11 crucial touches in that third quarter, and I just witnessed mm. his third quarter goal that ultimately, you know, gave him that fire in the belly for that last quarter. And side bottom, no one can kick at 55 and barely make it in, but he he got there very easily and he scored that goal to get them 10 points ahead. Um, so those two veterans, I'm not sure if they're going to call time or I'm not going to put any words in other people's mouths. Or I just did already, but I think, yeah, it's, it's a moment to savour for both of them because they were there in 2010 and they're there again in 2023, 13 years later. The script has been written forever. 35 years old, Scott Pendlebury, and he acted like one of the best players on the ground. So much time and composure when it was a high-pressure game. So well done to him. And Jack Crisp, two goals, 25 disposals, as you mentioned. Jason, after some off-field issues earlier in the season, he's had a fantastic final series. I would also argue he put in another Norm Smith medal contending performance, Jack Crisp. A lot of votes going to many players. Yeah, great game had by all. Uh, final takeaways, uh, Sam, and your thoughts on the Bobby Hill, Norm Smith and the contenders in that game? Yeah, well, that was always going to be a hard decision, I think, than Norm Smith. It's a very tough decision. But I think, takeaway from me, Bobby Hill did his best Charlie Cameron impersonation. He was it was doing the same role that he does. Motorbike. With Charlie yeah. Cameron on the other so, side. Talk about defiant. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then Joe Danaher was pretty impressive as well. Um, and as you mentioned with Pendlebury, yeah, like fine wine. Just how we were saying this year with Tex Walker. They're looking like their younger selves. I don't know how they're doing it. 
Yeah, you probably could get maybe um, – you're definitely going to get another season out of Penrith. Do you go as far as, say, get two seasons out of it, Liam? Absolutely. He's very durable, isn't he? And ultimate professional has a great preseason every year, so I, probably. Boomer's oh, records, oh, do you reckon it's safe? Well, if Pendles wanted it, I think – I mean, Boomer could have – Kept going. He, he probably could still be playing right now. So <laughs> if he wanted to, yeah. So who knows? Sam? Um, the, the celebrations long into the night for the Pies fans. Yep. They really showed how to party. <laughs> we'll round uh, out this. I was staying safe at home indoors. Yes. Uh, we'll round out this review with uh, a final question to the entire team here at the Sports Desk, and that being who, as much as it pains us to say Collingwood are Premiers, when you look at a premiership medal around a particular player's neck, who do you feel the most happy for? We'll start with Sam. Oh, can you come back to me? <laughs> uh, I can start. Mason Cox, right out of okay. the gate. Came from Texas. He didn't know what the sport was when he got signed to it, and he's now developed into possibly the greatest international ambassador of the game that we have, mm. and he's become one of the household names in it, and he's become an elite player in his own right. Fantastic story by him. Um, for me, Bobby Hill, because he actually battled testicular cancer, similar to Sam Doherty yeah. few, yes, last year, actually. Um, took some time away, requested a trade. Um, initially, I think it was to Essen, and they said no, and then eventually he got to the pies, and Norm Smith, the rest is history. So incredible journey, um, incredible person as well, so good on him. Um, I would say Nick Dacos, um, losing out on the Brownlow and then going ahead and winning the Premiership away from the other Brownlow like, when I was, I think I'm very happy for him in that way. I'd probably say Brody Meyercheck getting picked up as a mature age player from Port Melbourne in the VFL. After winning in the, before that. Yep, 2017 VFL grand final winner. I'd say him. He's worked really hard, earned the hard way, and probably Jamie Elliott as well. And with that, uh, oh, yes, Sam. Well, the Dacos uh, the Dacos brothers, I think, sharing something with your brother and obviously the family ties. Uh, it's a very special moment uh, for them. And then I saw a photo of uh, Patrick Lipinski. He was <laughs> in the stands at the 2016 Grand Final and now he was actually out there receiving a medal. <laughs> Multi-generational Grand Final and it, re- and it rewrites a lot of heartache Collingwood supporters have from the 20 years before of 02 and 03. So Overreactor has aged quite badly, actually, with that lyric, thank you, and Brisbane Lions. And it's funny because Craig McRae played in those three premierships with Brisbane and now he coached against his former yep. club to a he premiership. Did. So Exactly right. Funny. And, 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 and it's such a big day for him. He had, yeah. had a child yep. at um, seven in the, on grand yeah. final day, seven on in the morning. Maggie. Maggie Grace yeah. McRae. Wow. Welcome to the world. What a <laughs> special day for Craig McRae. The, Incredible. Uh, equal record tying Collingwood Premiership, their 16th. And with that, that is the AFL season at a wrap. What a wild ride we have. Uh, we've got moments that are going to go down in history, and uh, I think we'll do. We'll let Fallout Boy tell us the rest. On the other side, Liam and Sam are going to be breaking down what is com- happening right now in the English Premier League. Don't go anywhere. You're on Sports Desk on Sin. So that was Centuries by Fallout Boy. So you're listening to the Sports Desk on Sin 90.7 Monday show. Um, time to get into some English Premier League action. Throw it to you, Sammy Boy. Yep, we'll start off match day seven. Um, and I can, look, I'll be honest, I haven't had too much involvement in the EPL 
uh, as I've been distracted by Carlton's woes. So forgive me on that. You've made but a prelim, Interesting mate. round on, so far. I'm a North Melbourne supporter. Sorry, what? And you're a Carlton supporter. Like, what do you mean Carlton? No, no, no. But I'm used to not being that distracted in September. Okay, Aston Villa kicked things off with a massive 6-1 win over Brighton. Amazing. Uh, looking at the goal scorer there, Ollie Watkins got a hat-trick. Uh, there was an own goal from uh, Purvis Estebian, um for Brighton. Jacob Ransby and Douglas Louise got one. Um, amazing start for Villa to start their weekend. Crystal Palace defeated Man United. Newcastle defeated Burnley 2-0. Wolves defeated Man City 2-1. What happened? Uh, so their unbeaten run comes to an end. Arsenal 4-0 over Bournemouth. West Ham 2-0 over Sheffield United. Luton Town 2-1 over Everton. Tottenham 2-1 over Liverpool. There was a red card in that game uh, for Curtis Jones from Liverpool. Um, and Tottenham just keep going back. Um, and then Not- Nottingham Forest and Brentford drew 1-1. Fulham and Chelsea will play tomorrow at 6am and then a catch-up game for Luton will happen on Wednesday at 5.30am against Luton. Liam, is there any standout things from the weekend of the Prem? Well, I'd probably say Saka for Arsenal. He's had a fantastic season so far. He's kicked five goals already, so... He's had a tough run, especially for England. He's copped a lot of abuse over the years, which has been unfair. But um, even Man United, they are atrocious, Sam. I don't know about you, but they probably need another $500 million to waste. Oh, it's not often I hear the phrase, Manchester United are trash. Well, they are. They've been <laughs> terrible for years. For a big club, for a big club... Um, it's inexcusable. They've gone through so many managers now and so much money and their players and they just cannot string anything together. And as a City fan, it is so good. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, well, Man United are 10th mid-table right now. But can we speak about Chelsea? They're 15th right now. They're, they are struggling big time. Two, two spots away from relegation. So this is... Make or break, and they've spent more money than United, more money than City, more man- money than all the top four sides. So it's just ridiculous to be so lowly on the ladder. It's not about the money anymore. It's about the team chemistry, which the manager can't seem to get. Well, they've had a bit of a yeah. mass exodus, Sam. So they've lost Mason Mount, Kai Havertz, Koulibaly, and Ingolo Kante all in about 12 months' time. So those are really big players, and... Yeah, their their team lineup is just not good enough to take on the Liverpools and the Man Cities. Yeah, and just a quick takeaway again. Um, with Villa, we were hyping up Brighton, but it shows their youth. It didn't work out because Watkins scored a hat trick and they won six one. So Brighton, I'd, I just don't see them in the top four this season. Um, chicken me all you like. Well, I, I, I still think they're a big improvement. They've been pretty decent the last couple of years, a few up and downs, but I still think they're pretty decent. I think that's just... So top four or uh, top seven? No, I wouldn't say that that high. Yeah. Uh, but we'll go through the table now quickly. Man City still sit on top um, on 18 points. One behind them is Tottenham on 17. Arsenal in third, 17 as well. Liverpool, fourth, 16. Uh, Aston Villa, 15th in the top four five position. 
And then Brighton, West Ham, Newcastle, Crystal Palace, Man United 10th. Forest behind them, Fulham, Brentford, Wolves, Chelsea 15th. Got a lot of work to do. 16th, Everton, 17th, Luton Town. And then the relegation zone as Bournemouth, Burnley and Sheffield United. Yeah, so this is interesting because Arsenal and Tottenham are unbeaten. Man City still ahead by one point. So getting topsy-turvy before come Christmas time, we'll have to wait and see. And It's going to be exciting. Yeah, much more Prem to cover, Sammy, or onto the cheeky... Uh, no, that's, that's it. That's it. Well, Jason, what have we got now? I think if Sam has got the button to press, we're going to do a bit of edition of Minute Ooh. Mondays. You got the button there, Sam? Because um, it's all good, because we do uh, have a budget-friendly edition. <laughs> if we need to, we've got the old-school version clock lined up in the post-production process, but in the meantime, we can do it by phone. Here is Minute Mondays, and this is going to be slightly different, actually, because, Sam, we discussed a lot of air that you wanted to back out of this one. Why is that? He's scared. Uh, well, I just... No, no, there's a bit of delay factor coming in via satellite, um, and I thought... Let the guys in the room battle it out. Okay. Well, Matilda on her first show uh, has opted to uh, play the role of scorekeeper. Save a debut for next week, Matilda. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she's going to be a threatening factor. So, Sam, have we got the clock lined up? No, unfortunately, I don't have it. We're doing it the old school version. We're going to have the old school clock playback on the podcast feed. Be sure to check that out uh, at SportsSCN on all your favourite podcast platforms. Jerry and Liam are going to buzz in with their names and they're going to answer me questions of the 2023 AFL final series in review. What do you think? Awesome. Let's go. Bring it on. Okay. Test your buzzers, please. Jerry. Liam. All of these questions are going to be related to the AFL final series in 2023. Uh, let's play along at home at Sports Sin on Instagram and Facebook. Start that clock. In the elimination final, how many goals did Harry Mackay kick? Jerry. Liam. Jerry. One. None. What was Brisbane's prelim winning margin? Jerry. Jerry. 16 points. Correct. Carlton versus Melbourne. Which Blues midfielder won 34 disposals? Liam. Liam. Walsh. Correct. True or false? St Kilda finished at least one quarter in front versus GWS. Jerry. Jerry. False. Correct. Collingwood versus GWS. What was the halftime margin? Jerry. Jerry. One point. Ten points. Who kicked the first goal of the grand final? Liam. Liam. Bailey. Nick Dacos. True or false, Brisbane v Port. The top three disposal getters were Port players. Jerry. Name one. um... No, just was it the top three? It was true. Melbourne lost to Collingwood in qualifying final despite kicking how many fourth quarter goals to none? Jerry. Jerry. Three. Correct. Four points Collingwood won the grand final by. What was the three-quarter time margin? Liam. Liam. Uh, four? Correct. Semi-finals. Melbourne versus Port Adelaide scored eight. eight uh, I've fluffed up the question and the clock has gone off. Would you like me to uh, ask this question anyway? It's a it draw, count, isn't though, it? Does it? Well, let's go to, well, let's go to Matilda and we'll get a score check, please. So we have Jerry with three and oh, Liam geez. with two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's going to fall. I don't know how I missed that uh, first goal. Oh, for I was the sleeping grand... that first five minutes no, of the grand final. Yeah. I was just loving the Bailey goal. That's oh. <laughs> that was an incredible know, goal. Was... I can't deny that. Uh, the question I screwed up was semi-finals: Melbourne and Port Adelaide scored over 15 behinds. Who scored more behinds out of the two sides? Let's just answer this question for pride. Port Adelaide? Jerry says Port Adelaide. What does Liam say? Say the question again. <laughs> In the semi-finals, Melbourne and Port Adelaide scored over 15 behinds. Who scored more? Um, say I'd Melbourne. say Melbourne. 
Well, Port Adelaide scored nine goals, 16 in their semi. Melbourne scored nine goals, 17. So for pride, Liam gets that correctly. But Jerry is back on the winner's list here at Minute Mondays. And that was the sports desk. Uh, last thing from me, we're going to have a bit of a break. Uh, uh, we will be back on Friday the 13th. Ooh, the spooky October date, that is. Friday the 13th. So no sports desk on Friday this week or Monday next week. We'll be back uh, in a bit over a week's time. Friday the 13th. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to all who come down and listen to Thanks, our Neil. massive grand final show at thank the Mount you, View Hotel Thanks, in Richmond. Dad. Um, last week. It was such a special week um, and it's a great time to be on the sports desk. But it doesn't stop there. We keep going. We keep going. Plenty of sport to get through. Um, and we've got a Melbourne Marathon coming up, Jerry. We'll yes, get ready. we'll be Two doing weeks. the 10K. Both injured right now, so both um, gearing up. <laughs> Stay up to date on social media. We'll see you soon.